Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hi, welcome to another edition of The Bee's Knees podcast. This is your host, PJ Ewing. I'm really excited to be right in the middle of a series of podcasts as well as blogs all about the threats to a proper knee replacement recovery. In this case, we're going to talk about knee extension, that is the straightening of your knee and why we care. Why is it important? What happens if you don't get full extension? Is it the end of the world? Can we live with it? And if we uh, have a, an extension deficit, you know, what do we do about it basically? So as a reminder, this is the third part of the series. We will have seven parts all told. Uh, the first two parts were about deep vein thrombosis and knee replacement and infection and knee surgery. So go back and listen to those if you have not listened to them yet. It's a, a great progression that we're making all the way through to the end. In the end, I think we're going to have an ebook, uh, all of these things bundled together. We'll have a series of podcasts, and you know, we're right in the middle of the journey. All right, so let's get into it. Achieving full extension, getting to zero degrees. Physical therapists, surgeons, exercise physiologists, personal trainers, me, patients, all of us emphasize full terminal knee extension for their patients after surgery. And then I'll refer to uh, knee replacement surgery quite a bit here as we deal with that a lot with uh, knee, knee replacement patients. So why is it so important? Well, let's define our terms. First, Terminal knee extension is achieved when the angle of your leg is zero degrees. That's when you're extending it out right in front of you. Zero means it's perfectly straight. Let's listen to PTA, Yvonne Lacrosse, who defines extension and flexion in this short little audio piece. So our first goal when we talk about range of motion is there's two different ways we want your knee to be able to move. The first one is called extension. And in order to get normal extension, you need to be at zero degrees. And we're trying to get you there as soon as possible. The reason behind that is to walk normally, you need zero degrees of extension. When your foot first hits the floor, it's the heel that makes the first point of contact. Now, if it doesn't and your foot hits flat, then you're more prone to stub your toe, trip, and have a fall. And that is the number one thing we're trying to avoid. So what we want is that heel to hit first and it takes zero degrees of extension for that to look normal. Your heel hits first and then you roll through your toes. So very first goal, let's get you to zero degrees of extension. Now the second way that your knee moves is called flexion and that's the bend of the knee. And now this is really important when it comes to transferring, when you're sitting to stand, when you're walking downstairs, you require a certain amount of bend to that knee to be able to do it normally. If you don't do it normally, your other joints are going to be under pressure. They are going to cause secondary issues of hip pain and back pain because now you've asked those joints to do more than what they're supposed to, all based on you didn't get the right bend to your knee. Very important to work on. What we're shooting for is we're trying to get to around 90 degrees first, and then you keep working towards the next goal of 110. Um, anything past that, cycling a bike, being able to bend down to garden, squat down just to pick up something from the floor, you're going to need at least 115 degrees and I often will tell my patients to shoot for even 120. The machine actually will max out at 130 and I've had patients max it out. They've called and said, for some reason the machine stopped, I can't get it to go further 
And the reason why is because they've maxed it out at 130 degrees. So those patients don't have to be concerned with, are they going to be able to move their knee to be able to perform their daily functions? They've got it. They're able to bend to the point that they need to be able to do any activity that they want to do. If you go to the actual website page, which is at x10therapy.com, you can actually watch the video. It's kind of interesting to see what zero degrees looks like as well as what uh, 130 degrees flexion looks like. So thanks, Yvonne, for that. Let's move into the immediate impact of extension loss. The loss of knee extension has a dramatic impact on your gait, muscle activity, and normal tibiofemoral and patellofemoral arthrokinematics. Try to say that three times fast. This is the loss of connectivity and function of your kneecap in relation to both the tibia and the femur. So imagine not being able to straighten your knee. You can't lock out your knee for stability. You naturally will shift your weight to the other extremity and overload your other knee, hip, and probably even your back. Your quad and hamstring never get to shut off and relax. Your patellar tendon it will probably be on fire, and your patella will always be engaged in taking stress. So let's go through five points right now that uh, are really uh, the result of a lack of full knee extension. So I'm going to just list them off and, and talk about them very briefly. Uh, the lack of knee extension, number one, leads to worse patient outcomes and statistical success scores. So where they are measured, you end up with poorer numbers for patients who don't have full knee extension. The most statistically significant factor related to lower subjective scores was the lack of normal knee extension. That's a quote from a research study that's uh, referenced in the blog page. Normal knee straightening is considered to be within two degrees of extension, including hyperextension. Number two, increase the risk of developing arthritis. Multiple studies have shown that people with limited knee extension have a higher prevalence of arthritis. And that's even in as little as a three degree loss of extension, arthritis can start to, to rise in incidence. For example, less than normal knee extension range of motion at discharge was a predictive factor for developing osteoarthritis after ACL surgery and loss of knee range of motion at follow-up was associated with a higher prevalence of osteoarthritis. So if you have an ACL and you're not getting full extension, the follow-up meetings, if you still have a loss of full extension, these are all indications that you know osteoarthritis could be the result. Number three, loss of knee full extension causes an abnormal walking pattern or gait. If you're lacking knee extension motion, you can't achieve total knee extension during terminal knee stance. So this is when you're fully straighten your leg and stand erect. Therefore, this puts more stress, more strain on other structures in the kinetic chain. A slightly flexed position causes abnormal joint loading. This makes it easier for you to fall by catching your foot as opposed to walking heel to toe. Number four, lacking full knee extension causes a higher demand on the patella tendon. Now this is what connects your kneecap to the tibia, which is the bone below your knee. If your knee never gets fully straight and into the closed packed position and is always slightly flexed, then it will put more strain and constant stress on the patella tendon. Number five, lacking full knee extension limits the ability of the quad and other muscles to optimally function and produce force. So now we're talking about your thigh muscles, your quadriceps muscles, and the fact that if you're not fully straight, you're losing 
the ability to use full force, have those muscles create full force. Lack of full knee extension impairs the quad's ability to generate the proper force that you normally need, leading to a reduced knee extension torque. There is evidence that there's a correlation between limited knee extension and quad weakness all tied together. Limited knee extension will also affect other joints, most notably the ankle and the hip. If the knee can't fully extend, then the ankle and hip have to overcompensate and will have a hard time generating the appropriate force. This leads to a decreased performance and possibly injury. Okay, let's talk about lack of knee extension and ACL repair cases. I've got a, a quick study that I took a look at and let me show you some of the data there. Knee extension deficit is frequently observed after anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction or rupture and other acute knee injuries. Loss of terminal extension often occurs because of hamstring contracture and quadriceps inactivation rather than the mechanical intraarticular pathology. So not the joint, but a contracture of the hamstring and the quadriceps not being fully activated. Failure to regain full extension in the first few weeks after anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction is a recognized risk factor for adverse long-term outcome and therefore it is important to address it. So let's just make sure that we recognize that this is important to ACL as much as it is for other knee recoveries. Let's get a little deeper into that for just a second. A patient who presents with an extension deficit after acute knee injury or surgery can be challenging to manage. The medical provider who first evaluates the patient must differentiate between two separate situations. Number one, the locked knee. A displaced intra-articular structure mechanically prevents full extension. Or number two, the pseudo-locked knee. This occurs without the presence of any true mechanical block to motion. One has a block, one doesn't. Although frequently observed in clinical practice, the pathophysiology of the pseudo-locked knee, the latter scenario, has remained unclear for decades. Now this is the interesting part. In 1986, two gentlemen doing research, Alam and Jones, it's referenced in the, the blog page, observed that spasms in the hamstrings were related to an extension deficit after knee injury. They didn't quite understand it at the time. But more recently, there has been an increased interest in the subject, and multiple authors have suggested that the extension deficit also observed after knee surgery may be due to a process called arthrogenic muscle inhibition. We call it AMI. AMI is believed to be responsible for the failure of quadriceps activation that is associated with hamstring contracture. So someone's not getting full extension. Uh, they're now looking at this AMI condition, which I'll explain, and that could be maybe a big breakthrough in terms of understanding what's going on. AMI. AMI, arthrogenic muscle inhibition, is liquid swelling, edema, water, in the way of the synapses of the nerves. Okay, so suddenly your nerves aren't firing like they should because they're waterlogged, let's say, with the edema, the swelling that comes from your post-surgery recovery. And if it lingers, even a, as much as a teaspoonful of liquid can seriously inhibit the ability of the firing of the muscles. They're trying to behave the signals that you're giving them, but they can't effectively do that because of this interruption of the signal through 
water edema swelling. That's what AMI is. And we've been looking at that for a while at X10. And here it comes up in one of the reasons that people aren't getting to full extension, simply swelling getting in the way. Um, so note that because if you're in that situation, it could very well be that, you know, again, elimination of swelling for so many reasons, it's the priority after knee, re knee replacement or other knee surgeries, it might actually be the reason you're not getting to full extension. Okay, in plain English, why do we care about knee extension? In layman's terms, extension can be a real issue for both total knee replacement and ACL repair patients. It can be hard to solve. And there is a condition where fluid swelling can play a negative role in recovering extension, which we called AMI. This means that we want to eliminate all of the swelling in the joint to achieve full knee function and full extension. We care about extension because our body will not work the way we want it without it. That means that we won't walk right and our body will be slightly out of balance. I reference quickly a word from the Hopi Indians called Koyaniskatsi. Has anyone heard of that before? It was a movie at one point long ago, and it means a life out of balance or a, a call for another way of living. Well, that isn't quite what we're talking about, but it's, it's a body out of balance. Let's leave it at that. When part of a body is not working right, other parts have to step up and help out which we heard a little bit earlier. These parts take on a larger role and start to wear differently. So we're out of sync, the ankle, the hip, uh, other components in the knee area are starting to have to take on the load that they didn't expect or were not intended to take on. And suddenly, you know, we're wearing our body differently, all because we're not getting to full extension. Poor extension can also lead to a fall or an accident. Now you could be headed for more surgery, rehab, and a downward health path. What this means is that if you're walking and you catch your heel or you catch the ball of your foot and you go down, now we're in a whole world of hurt. And that all started from knee extension. So just walking correctly, avoiding falls can be related to the, you know, having full knee extension. As you know, everyone's different. Some get full extension really quickly. It's not the big one when it comes to recovery from knee surgery. Usually it's actually something else. But when it is the problem, it's insidious and it's really hard to solve. If you've got full extension, pat on the back, be happy. Uh, if you don't have it, you really want to pay attention. It's not a throwaway. It's an important thing to focus on and, uh, you know, we'll want you to get full extension or even maybe hyperextension if you can. Uh, if you don't have it, we want to get it, get it back for sure. As with infection, deep vein thrombosis, poor flexion, lack of strength, and other health complications, poor knee extension can be managed. So this podcast and this series of articles is all about knowing the facts, the obstacles to a great recovery, so we can avoid them completely. In the end, I want the very best for you, and knee extension is a, a core part of getting a full recovery. If you have any thoughts, please, I welcome them in the comments section on the web page, or if you'd like to send an email to us, it's uh, thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com. If you've got subjects that you'd like us to focus on, or you have a good person that we should interview, please just let me know. If you can rate and review this podcast, I can't tell you how important that is for us to get the word out about important topics like this one. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next uh, podcast. 
we've got some good stuff coming up all uh, as part of this series on threats to a proper knee replacement recovery. I hope it's valuable and uh, I look forward to talking to you next time. I'm Dr. Justin Trosclair, host of two-time Podcast Awards nominated A Doctor's Perspective podcast. I interview doctors in and out of my profession about their specialties and the occasional non-doctor special guests. But we also go behind the curtain and see what's working for their marketing, overcoming struggles, practical knowledge, book choices, and relationship advice. Join me on any podcast app on your phone or visit adoctorsperspective.net for the show notes pages and free resources. I want you to have an abundant home life as well as a thriving practice. So come on, take a listen. To learn more, visit x10therapy.com. 1-855-910-5633. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It helps people find us. X10, back to full strength.